Barry Soper, welcome to the programme. Good afternoon, Andrew. To lose one major public servant in a day is unfortunate. To lose three in one day seems careless. <laughs> well, you're going to find a lot more than that, of course, uh, Andrew. You're going to find uh, in the coming months uh, 20 CEOs looking for work because uh, they'll come from the district health boards. And uh, so there will be a lot of competition out there in the market. So I would imagine Ashley Bloomfield uh, won't be putting his CV out here, although it's a pretty good one. Uh, he'll probably go further abroad. But look, Ashley Bloomfield departing will have come as a shock um, to few in the know. Um, Jacinda Ardern, who's preached from the pulpit with him for the past two years, heaped praise on the man who she says has come to know, she's come to know probably better, not surprisingly, than any other public servant. I cannot imagine someone who is a better example of what being a true public servant is. He has been tireless, he has been dedicated. You've seen glimpses of Dr Ashley Bloomfield's um, sense of humour. Um, I was privy to that um, on occasion and I was the butt of it on occasion, um, but it's been a privilege. If he's been such a standout public servant, why wasn't he appointed to Health New Zealand, the CEO job? Oh, uh, look, I'm not even... Um, I wouldn't want to speak to what his career aspirations would be. Yeah, well, um, it's an interesting one, that, and that's why it came as no surprise to me that he was looking around, because... Last December, a woman called Margie uh, Appa, uh, her, whose parents were Samoan um, immigrants from Sabai and uh, Apia, um, she was appointed as the next chief or the first chief executive of the new Health New Zealand. Now, that Health New Zealand, that's the big powerful body. Uh, so uh, she's, and she hasn't got a patch on Ashley Bloomfield when it comes to uh, his academic background. Mm. Uh, she, like him, though, has, um, and she currently is one of those CEOs I was talking about. She's with the county's Manukau uh, CEO, the CEO, she's the chief executive there, been there since 2018. But uh, look, uh, he could see that job had gone, and, um, and not that he'd be interested in the other job, and that was the Māori Health Authority. Now, in the same month last year, uh, Rihanna Manuel, uh, who is a um, uh, New Zealand nurse, uh, but she's worked her way up through uh, Māori healthcare. She'll become the Māori uh, health authority. So it'll be the whole system will be run by these two women. Now, Ashley Bloomfield, I've been told, doing talking around the traps today, uh, he essentially was losing control. His job, mm. as he knew it, was being gone. It was being. Uh, it was becoming a um, a general without anything to direct. Uh, and even COVID, which he has become known for, uh, that'll be taken over by Health New Zealand. So uh, really, he'll be, he would have become a policy wonk um, and uh, certainly a diminished role. So that's the real reason yeah. why Ashley Bloomfield decided to move on when he did. Well, we won't ever have a Director General of Health like Ashley Bloomfield before, who is a doctor who knew all about communicable diseases and has, yep. has his degree and all that carry on and worked overseas in the World Health Organization. But when you're running a Ministry of Health, when you're running any mega ministry, you need to know you're basically how to manage people. And, yeah, that, well, and that's yeah. a difference. And, and, and I think you'll find the new CEOs will be people managers and people like Ashley will be sitting there like a Surgeon General in America. 
Well, no, that's not necessarily the case because uh, actually Bloomfield was, before he came into the Director General's job, mm. uh, he did. He was the CEO of a DHP up in the hut. Mm. So he had experience. He had experience at that level. And don't forget, um, as the Director General of Health, he was in charge of the whole system. Yeah. About 80,000 people work for that system. So certainly you could say that he's, uh, you know, he wasn't averse to managing people. No. Okay. Now we've got uh, the javelins, the uh, the anti-tank <laughs> missiles that Penny Henare offered to cabinet and cabinet turned down, which meant that the prime minister ended up having to defend the war effort or our government's war effort in, in the house today. Yeah, it's fascinating actually because um, everyone, no doubt, including the prime minister, was surprised yesterday at how candid the defence minister Penny Henare was, uh, telling the media on his way into the house that uh, his bid to get Javelin anti-tank missiles uh, be sent to assist in the Ukrainian war effort had been turned down by Cabinet. Now, Ardern was defending the government's position on the assistance that is being offered to the Ukraine, saying it comes from um, uh, many quarters but following requests made by that country. We don't have the same military stores and arms that countries like the United States have. There are other contributions we can make, and that's what we're doing. Why did you turn down the javelins? Again, I'm not going to uh, share here decisions that have not yet been finalised. And as I've said, Barry, these are rolling discussions. The needs of Ukraine change rapidly. Our consideration moves with those changes. Are you happy for Minister Hinare to make that public? Well, I think one of the things that we're talking about now is actually, I think, the, the fact that there seems to be a view that we have a moral issue with providing some forms of aid. The point I'm making is that the contribution we are making as a country is making a contribution to the war effort. And so I think it's getting a bit artificial, some of those distinctions. It'd be nice if she answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know whether you took from that, uh, Andrew, that um, she obviously hasn't ruled the javelins no. out now that they're in the public arena. And don't forget, let's hope they're used uh, by the Ukrainians before they uh, pass their use-by date. Yeah, well, that's what I think Penny Henare was doing. Uh, the Defence Forces said, hey, we've got these 300. They're going yep. to gonna bl- right. blow up in 2023, so they're excess to needs. Hey, offer it to the war effort. And he's like, OK, I've got to keep in with the boys and, <sighs> and the women, of course, who are running the Defence Forces. I've got to keep in with them. So he's made it public to show that it was there, but it is a governmental decision, a moral decision, not to offer them at yet. So take from that what you will. Yeah, Barry, all the very best. I thank you for your time.